Montgomery Companies community, we are back. I am your host, Jordan Montgomery, and I'm so thankful to be with a friend, a new friend, a guy by the name of Colin Henderson, who is right now one of the best follows on social media. So here's what I want you to do. Before I even introduce this guy, I want you to pause the recording. I want you to go to Instagram, and you're gonna follow at Colin, two L's, Colin Henderson, at Colin Henderson. If you care about growth and performance and growing your mind, this is a dude that you need to follow. Let me tell you about Colin Henderson. He was a two-time Division I collegiate athlete, two-sport two athlete, played two sports. How many people play one Division I sport in college? He played two of them at Washington State University. He is the CEO of Master Your Mindset. He's a five-time author. He's a performance coach. He's a family man. He's a man of faith. This guy, check this out. He recently moved his family from the state of Washington to Nashville. We are currently recording as Colin sits in an empty house, hasn't even unpacked yet, and he's willing to record this episode because he cares. He says, man, that's what I do. We're going to get after it. We're going to have some fun. Uh, Colin, man, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for spending time with the Montgomery Companies community. We appreciate you, brother. Jordan, I'm so blessed to be here. I got my notebook ready to go. I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to take some notes today, but fired up. And this is crazy, man. Find an excuse or find a way. Mm. And I, I got a chance to talk to you. I'll, I don't care if I'm in Seattle, if I'm in Nashville, if I'm in a moving vehicle, I'm going to make time to have this amazing time together. Well, I just, man, I, I want our audience to know this, how special this is and how crazy this was. So you and I connect because of our friend, Tyler Dickerhoof. So shout out to Tyler. I get off a call with you. When I get off that call with you in my direct message inbox on Instagram, there's a video from my good buddy, Mike O'Connell, who you've since become friends with. The OC, baby. The OC, the man. We love OC. And it is a video of Colin Henderson on Chad Veach's podcast. And like, so OC doesn't know that I know you. You don't know that. I know OC, like this random triangle, God was connecting us before we were even connected, man. It was so cool. So uh, I've been following your content, man. I meant what I said. I believe that right now you are one of the best follows on social media for people that want to grow their mind. If you're in the performance business, if you're in the world of sales or you're driving results, uh, your content, man, is dynamite. And so I want to lean into this right away. Perfect. I want to talk about mastering your mindset. So I know what that means to me. Everybody has their own definition of, hey, this is what it means for me to master my mindset. Uh, you've studied this topic for a long time. You're working with people on this topic all day, every day. I want to know from Colin Henderson's point of view, what does it mean to master your mindset? Well, for me, it's really two parts. The first part is it's raising. You don't need to be sick to get better. I call it prehab, proactive work. Mine. So we don't wait for a problem. We are proactively working on our mental, emotional fitness. It's like going to the gym, got to go to the mind gym daily. And the reason why I'm so passionate about this is because I did not go to the Mind Gym Daily. As an athlete, I would train the body. As a sales, sales rep, sales trainer, uh, I trained my, my craft. I didn't train my mind. And so I had a mentor about eight years ago told me a phrase that changed my life. He said, Colin, sales psychology beats sales strategy. Selling an influence is a mental game. He gave me a list of 30 books to read, and I was anxious and self-worth tied to outcome. And I need to be coached. Winners want to be coached. I just didn't have the right coaching. I didn't have the right direction. So that helped me out a ton. So part one of the mastery mindset is you don't need to be sick to get better. And then part two of mastery mindset is really the practice and this quest of self-awareness through being present without judgment. Mm. 
See, Jordan, I had a PhD in what is called FOPO, fear of other people's opinions. And it was hard to be present, hard to be uh, of, of impact because I was so paralyzed by what other people think. And I looked at the research, seven out of 10 people suffer from what is called imposter syndrome. So I was an imposter, I'm a recovering perfectionist. So it's this quest of just really digging deep and Lord, use me as a vehicle, use my strengths, uh, use me for your glory to whatever that is to impact people. And so it's being present, but to stop judging. I think as sales professionals and sports, we are so attached to the outcome, our work is tied to the outcome. So this process of being self-aware without judgment, like that's an everyday process. Is your mind focused? Are you pre-living? Are you reliving? You know, um, are you right here? Are you serving? Are you grateful? How's your self-talk? You know, so I would break down mastery mindset and those two things. Let's be proactive with our, our mindset. Let's just have this daily quest of being our best and being present and just stop judging. You don't have to be sick to get better. We're going to focus on prehab, not rehab. And bro, I love what you said about sales psychology beats sales strategy. Everybody needs to go back, rewind that, listen to the last three minutes. A lot of nuggets right there, man. I want to talk about your quest, your journey. So bring us back, take us back. So today you're this gifted speaker and author and you show up with such confidence and enthusiasm. But before we actually hit record, you and I were having a conversation about vulnerability and transparency. And I think one of the reasons that you connect and one of the reasons your message resonates is you are vulnerable and you've learned to be transparent. Craig Rochelle said it best, people can be impressed with your strengths, but they connect to you through your weakness. And you've learned to put your weakness on display. So man, I'd love for you just to give us a window into the life of Colin Henderson. How'd you get started on this journey? Where did this journey of working with others on their mindset begin? Well, Jordan, I think my, my strength uh, falls into my, into my failures, into my, to my pain. I, I think back to sixth grade, changed schools, I was asked to read out loud and I, I got stuck on a word. You know, a new environment, new people trying to fit in, trying to be like, and I, I started stuttering. I just, for some reason, this panic attack. And if you break down the word fear, fear is a physical response to a mental threat. Mm -hmm. So if you break down the thought cascade, words create pictures that we see, these pictures create emotions that we feel and beliefs that we believe in that flows to our actions. So I had this picture, this experience of like stuttering and shame and embarrassment. So my whole goal after that moment was to not ever feel that again. And it's this phrasing, what you resist persists, thoughts become things, like attracts like, energy flows where focus goes. Words become physical and you start to manifest things. So saying can't and don't. So I stuttered more. And this plagued me, my friend, for years. So junior high, high school, even at Washington State, man, if I had to read out loud or speak in a, a public environment or a formal environment, I remember one time at Washington State, I'm, I'm a captain, I'm playing football, I'm playing baseball, and they asked me at a golf tournament, to read a script to be featured on the radio as a featured ad. Senior Colin Henderson coming back for you're going to go to the Rose Bowl, all this stuff. They had the script for me and I, I couldn't read it. I started reading like one sentence and I had this like panic attack going back to that sixth grade kid who I told myself, I labeled myself, I'm not a good effective communicator. I'm not a good public speaker. So maybe I'll pause that story and ask listeners, right? I want this to be a really productive session. This is not just for entertainment, this is for education. So listeners, what's your entertainment and education ratio. Are you learning for podcasts mm -hmm. or entertainment or are you learning? Are you taking notes? So the first thing if I'm working with a, a, a sales professional, a CEO or a pro athlete or whoever it is, is, is just looking at, hey, what are some old stories we have to work through? We got to poke, poke some, some holes in. 
You know, so it's this phrasing from Plato, the first and greatest victory is over self. You are the problem. You are the solution. So my problem was, is I hid from this fear. I didn't ask for help. I try to act like, you know, I can do this on my own. And it's the phrasing, the longer you wait, you add weight. The longer you wait, you're adding weight to that pressure, that stress, that fear. And just, you can't hide from that. So I put this thing off until I was like 27 years old. So let me just add a few other layers to this. There was times I couldn't answer the phone. I couldn't say my own name. I couldn't order food through the drive-thru just because I'd have these panic attacks. So, you know, asking for help is, is a sign of strength. Say so that again, asking for help is a sign of strength. Victory goes to the vulnerable. So therapy, speech therapy, I did three years of Toastmasters. So I really leaned into my fear and practiced my biggest fear. And now my biggest power, my biggest superpower is I get paid to speak. So I know this to be true, Jordan. If you do what you fear the most, there's nothing you cannot do. Come on, man. So true. So I'll say that again. Listen, Good word. If you do what you fear the most, there's nothing you cannot do. Our greatest promise lies within our greatest pain. Make your mess your message. Make your mess your mission. So now, like, I can't wait to tell people, man, I, you, you, you want to present in public, but you're nervous. That was me for my entire mm -hmm. life. But just like anything, got to go to work, man. Like, I, I want to work yes. on this. I asked for help. I've, I've practiced. I've trained. And I do still know and feel every time I have to present, there is a chance I can relapse and go back to that sixth, sixth grade kid. But I show up anyway. Amazing. Bro, we could stop the episode right here, right now, and it would be a huge win. And I think for so many people, man, your deepest hurt becomes your greatest ministry. Oh, and you're living facts. that, right? Like facts. you went through some pain and God used your pain to prepare you for the work that you're doing today. And it's in the same vein. And that's what's so cool, man. And for somebody listening, you need to be inspired and encouraged by that, right? Like listen to Colin share his story. I mean, somebody's listening to you going, I don't even believe this guy. I do not believe that this dude who speaks so eloquently with a silver tongue had a stuttering problem. No, I mean, I, life, every man. single, but every, I'm telling you every day I work through it. Every day I have conversations, like I have to slow down my uh, breathing. A lot of times when I stuttered, it's because I stopped breathing. I couldn't make sound because like I get anxiousness. So slowing down breathing, noticing your internal state, getting clear. And then I think what's the biggest thing that helped me, Jordan, if, if listeners, you need some juice as a, if you're selling, if you're connected, leading connection, not perfection. Mm. So if you, if you can just connect with people and, and no one's analyzing your mistakes, no one goes to bed thinking about your mistake. I had a PhD in FOPO, fear of other people's opinions, but they're more worried about what, how they sound, how, how they look. I know Harvard did some research that I read years ago where they had, you know, person one, meet person two, person one, tell me what you think about person two. They wrote down, they seem put together, educated, confident, they're smarter than I am. And then person two, what do you think about person one? They seem more confident, more put together. So it's like, we all have this bias uh, that, you know, the other person's more educated or, you know, again, seven out of 10 people suffer from imposter syndrome. So once you know that, the other person is probably more nervous than you, it's just the way, the way we're kind of wired. And then when you dig deep into brain science, and Jordan, I'll ask you the question, listeners, what percent of human thoughts are negative? I'm going to say we have something like 75,000 thoughts a day, right? And roughly, you tell me, but roughly 80% of those are negative. Am I right? Yeah, well, it depends on the research. I've seen all across the board, the, 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 the trials research I've read. So 6,000 to up to 80,000 thoughts per day. But yeah, yeah. So, but 80% but of human thoughts are negative. So four out of five and 95% of human thoughts are recurring. So if we do simple math, if you have 50,000 thoughts, what the brain science tells us that 40,000 thoughts are negative. 
So, so just like gravity, what comes up must come down. So your, your brain is hardwired for survival, uh, not thriving. So it's looking at threats and dangers, but we're creating what is called this like fake pressure, this like fake mm -hmm. fear. It's like man-made. So if I don't get this deal, the world's not going to end. If they don't like me, the world's not going to end. There's no sniper, you know, in that, in that conference room going to shoot you if you don't present the right way. But I think we just keep lying to ourselves that other people are judging. They're judging themselves. They're not judging you. So it's like in baseball. I guarantee the person who invented baseball didn't say, I'm going to make a game that creates anxiety in people, you know? And, and that pitcher is thinking everyone's looking at me. That hitter is thinking everyone's looking at me. The umpire is thinking everyone's judging how I'm calling balls and strikes. The, the manager is thinking everyone's judging how I'm calling the game. So we all have this bias that everyone's looking at us, but it's not true. Gosh, it's crazy. So here's what's, here's what's interesting about your work and even more so about who you are. And I think right now there's this, there's this master your mindset mission, right? And it's a brand and it's the brand that you represent. And it's, it's the brand, by the way, that you've used to impact so many people. But I believe there's going to be another brand. There's going to be another company someday. And all of it's going to be about human connection. Because so much of your work, it's not just about mindset. It's about connecting. And you said we're striving for, we're seeking connection, not perfection. And I know you work with a lot of salespeople. I work with a lot of salespeople. And so I want to lean into this idea of connecting. And um, you, just, you just talked about this, Colin, but I think vulnerability, you know, when we're vulnerable, it allows other people to be vulnerable. Vulnerability begets vulnerability, right? But what's interesting is like, it's the last thing I want you to see in me, but it's the first thing that I look for in you. Yeah. Isn't and, that and, we're kind of, and we were kind of talking pre-show is like people want other people to be vulnerable, but they're not willing to be courageous That's to right. do what it takes to say, That's right. I've, I've failed, I am flawed. You know, this is, I'm working through this. But if I, I have a lot of like, catchphrases and systems. So I love, I love coaching because you can't scale just winging it. So I like having systems if I'm coaching, you know, executives or salespeople. Um, so the first question that I would ask the listeners of the podcast is how would you define the word being a leader? If you can break down leadership in one word, Jordan, what word would, would that be? Influence. There you go. John C. Maxwell. But I'm going to dig it deeper. What, how would you define the word influence? So imagine a whiteboard. We got leadership, arrow drawing, down, we got influence. <clears throat> Now we're gonna draw an arrow under influence. Now, how do we define influence? I would say influence in, in one word. I get one word. One word. <clears throat> I'm gonna say movement. I okay, don't know. Maybe, maybe define movement for me. <clears throat> I need more than one word. It's hard to define that in one word. Okay, so we're gonna, I love to simplify things. Let's distill, yeah. let's simplify a um, confused buyer doesn't buy complexity is the, is the enemy to execution. So we go leadership, influence, that's the word value. Mm. it's that simple it's that mm. simple if you're not bringing value to anybody you can't lead them so in order to lead somebody are you credible is there emotion tied to it and is, is there logic attached to it you can never influence anybody without those three are you credible do i trust you is there an emotional connection you never buy a thing without emotion being you made you made a lot of dumb choices because you were too emotional about it mm. and logically does that make sense so the simple kind of drill i like to lead people through is what I call the five E's of influence. I call this effluence. So the first E is empathy, empathy. So if you're selling in, in, in one dimension, you're talking about yourself. If you're selling in two dimensions, you're talking about the industry, the market, but 3D selling is you know your customer better than they know themselves. You're using their language, their problems, their struggles. That's having empathy. You know, are you a nuisance or do you really know what I'm going through? Have you done your research? Have you talked to the receptionist? Have you done your research online? Have you talked to 
everyone in that account to get to know what we're going through. Stop using your language, use their language. And then the second E is to engage. Are you having a monologue or a dialogue? So part of the scripts I help people develop is we, we are intentional about asking questions throughout the entire sales call. So you spend all your time on your core message, but you have core questions. And you're seeking to understand, this is from Voltaire, don't judge a person by their answer, judge them by their questions. Mm. Right? Come on. And then the, the third one, now we're in this world of TikTok, Instagram stories, you know, Netflix. So the third one is, okay, empathy, get in their world, engage, questions, care about them, get to know. But then number three is, I want to challenge listeners to entertain. Can you hold their attention? The number one commodity right now in our society is attention. If you can't keep my attention, I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to buy. So I look at three ways to grab someone's, their, their attention to entertain. Novelty, comedy, vulnerability. Do something different. Don't do the same old stuff, bro. Hey, you do that same old thing you just show up and throw up? Do something different. Novelty. The brain is designed to, to conserve energy. It doesn't want to think and process. So change it up, man. And then if you can bring some humor, make somebody laugh, that's next level influence. If you can make someone smile and brighten someone's day. And then the third one is being vulnerable. Be real. Emotion. Use emotion to connect, to get real, to ask questions, to learn. So we got three. Jordan, you remember those three? So far? I got them. Maybe? Empathy, okay. engage, and entertain. Okay. Now that you've done step one, two, and three, then you've earned the right to educate. Now teach them something. Help them be smarter. Help them save money. Help them make money or save time, be more efficient, but teach them something. So many sales professionals come in, look at all these graphs and this numbers, all this research, and, but you haven't done anything. It's like asking a girl, you know, you haven't done the work before we go out. Like you haven't done the work, get to know me and see what I need and ask questions. You're just, no, let's build that relationship before you can teach. Mm. Mm. And then I think, I think the biggest separator from the elite performers, the elite leaders, elite coaches, the elite sales professionals is, Step number five is to empower. Give them a simple call to action. Give them the courage to change their behavior. Give them a, hey, here's one simple step you can do. Let's simplify it. A confused buyer doesn't buy. So that's just the sequence that we're gonna, we're gonna work through. And then through all that, man, if we, we can do a whole nother episode on just being an effective storyteller. Mm -hmm. selling, selling is storytelling. Facts tell, stories sell. So uh, that's a whole nother angle we can take. Okay, so there's another episode right there. We're going to have like five episodes in one episode. The five E's, mm -hmm. empathy, engage, entertain, educate, and empower. If you're a salesperson, yeah. you can pause it, go back and rewind, listen to that five-minute segment. Man, I don't know where you come up with this content. We're going we're gonna to talk about that here in a little bit. I want to I know how you prepare and how you create content because you have so much content oozing out of you. It's crazy. Um, I want to riff on the three C's. Can we go there? Talk okay, about the let's go. Let's okay. go for it. So, so back to connection. And I'm not going to spoil it for our listeners. I know your content, but not everybody does. So I want you to unpack the three C's for our listeners around connection. Okay, but first, let's just, let's just throw a question to the audience. Let's, let's set this up. Let's set the table before we serve up the uh, meal, okay? All right. So, so, so... Um, Jordan, what, what's the number one source of happiness backed by science? Harvard did a research in the, starting in the, the 1930s. It's the longest research trial on happiness. It's ongoing. What's the number one source of happiness? It's connection. It's connection. It's human relationships. 
Relationships, right. Yeah. So, so if you're looking at how do I impact other people, how do I impact myself is it's relationships. It's people over performance. It's this, it's selling and influence is a people game. So are you prioritizing? That's what I'm a challenge listeners. It's not just connection. Relationships beat connections. Would you yeah, agree with me? On. I bet you, Jordan, yeah. you, got, you got a lot of connections, but you got relationships. Yeah. So shout, shout out to Jesse Itzler, who taught me the, the, the three C's of how to connect. I'm going to give three of them. Simple. The best leaders do this because it's the right thing to do. So the, the first one is to proactively compliment people, just to be kind, yep. just, to, just to notice, just to, you know, uh, some more Harvard research, they, they found that the top performing teams for every one negative comment, you have five positive comments just to balance that one negative comment. Because the brain, you know, negativity is like Velcro, we hold on to it. Positivity is like Teflon that bounces off. So, so, so catch people doing it right. But like I say, seek to serve, don't swerve. Focus on and notice the good stuff. You focus on the problem or the solution. What you focus on, you will find. Energy flows or focus goes. Like attracts like. So if everything, every time they hear from you, it's negative. They're gonna be they're gonna be performing in fear. It's like Pavlov's dog. Yes. Yes. When you jingle, when you jingle the the bell, the the dog salivates because it expects a steak. When that person sees you walking in the room, do they start to get nervous and anxious? So one of my good friends, his name is Steve Drum. He's a former Navy SEAL. He says, Colin, in team environments and group environments, oftentimes fear and anxiety is a failure in leadership. Mm. Like, are you creating that environment where people are afraid to fail? And, and, and Google did some research. They found that the number one employee need is psychological safety. So what we can do for our people is, hey, compliment. And number two, the second C is to congratulate. Praise them when they do something good. So let's catch them doing it right. Let's proactively, hey, man, that was a great presentation. Or um, I saw your, your, your kid got into the school. Like, man, congratulations. That was so freaking cool. Like, it's just bigger. Like, it feels good to, to be noticed. People want to be seen, heard, and noticed and valued. Mm-hmm. So, and just know this, that attitudes are contagious. Are you a fountain or a drink? Are you a environmental virus? Does the room light up when you enter or leave the room? So if we can congratulate, if we can compliment and make that a daily drill, who can I impact today? And like be, have my eyes on a radar looking for the good stuff and let people know it's about them, not about you. Mm. It's about them. Like you're the mentor. They're the hero. Stop making yourself stage on the stage. Hero. They're the hero. That's your job. That's the people. Now, the X factor that separates all the best leaders in the world is the third C, which is to consult is to be there for them. I can tell a quick story in this one. Um, maybe listeners, who was who a leader that really changed your life? Think about that. Who was a leader or a mentor or a friend or a coach or a manager or a pastor that changed your life? Did you learn more about your craft or about life? Mm. I'm guessing more about life, right? So I remember playing against Idaho, my, my sophomore year playing for the Coos Wazoo, back returning a punt and I fumbled the punt. And I cost us the ball. I run the side of my head down. I'm like, wow, I just feel horrible when you make a mistake that costs your team points or you lose a sale. Like you just feel bad and you beat yourself up. But the first person to greet me was my head coach, Mike Price. And Mike Price, I'll never forget, he put his arm around me and he says, Colin, I love you. You're our guy back there. Don't worry about it. You'll get the next one. Let's go. I got your back. He smacked me on the butt. And just being there, 
when his job is on the line, he made it about me, not about him. So when, when performers make a mistake, leaders, you have 10 seconds to make a choice. Is it, are you gonna make yourself feel better by yelling at them or use language to change their life, to give, empower them to move in the right direction? You have a choice in that moment. So if we, if we notice, have empathy, are aware and can see and stop being a mind reader, ask questions, seek to understand, mm -hmm. but just be available, just be in proximity with that kindness, with that just being there, Dude, that's like everything when you lead people. Man, and that I, is and so never, true. And I never fumbled a punt after that moment. Gosh, it's when it goes back to psychological safety, right? It's I, I've got you. I, I, I care about you. You're my, you're my guy. You're my person. You're my gal, right? Like, I got you. And, and I love that story, man. Love that story. Thank you for sharing that. Compliment, congratulate, console. What a great formula for all leaders who are listening. And just to consider like, how are you showing up for people in that way? And I love what you said, man. I want to go back to this. You said um, the conversations with the leaders that you most admire had way more to do with your life than your strategy. Is that how you said that? Than your craft. Than your craft. More to do with your craft. More to do with your yeah, life so, than your craft. So I think what I see the a big failure that I think leaders do is like, they just talk about work all the time. Or they just talk about numbers, 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 process, process. Like, man, do you even know me? Do you even know what my goals are? Like, if you don't know what your people's goals are and say, how can I help you get there? Let's get it. Or, you know, if you don't know their, their kids' names or what their hobbies are, like, I don't know. I'm thinking to myself, who do I want to work with? I mean, it's really that simple. Who do I want to be around? You know? And it's just like, if you can work on those three C's, but I think that in the end, um, as a leader, man, it's not about us. It's about them. It really is. It's about service. It's about love. It's about connection. It's about curiosity. Like, are you curious enough to really care about what's going on in, in their life? Yeah, you know? come on, man. So good. And it's true that people buy who you are, not what you do. Yeah, but it has I, to be sincere. You can't say, well, I, got to be sincere. Tactic. I got this new tactic from this guy, you know, high energy, you know, on the, on the call talking about the three C's, but like, you have to be genuine. <clears throat> but um, right. so this is, so I'm going to add, I think two, I'm going to add this, the secret weapon to like sales. Okay. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm going to add. Okay. So we know that so for me, this, the foundational is like gratitude and service, right? Let's just choose gratitude. Uh, let's choose love. You know, your, your, your cells have memory. The body produces 5 million cells per day. Your cells are eavesdropping on your thoughts. So if they're negative, you're going to just change your infrastructure, your body, sickness, doubt, worry, fear, anxiety. So gratitude foundation, but service, so is, is it's the next brother, sister. So gratitude service, when you're serving people, your brain produces dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin. These are happy chemicals. These are resilient chemicals. So that's the foundation. But these are, to me, the, like the two, aside from those, that that's based that, to me, that's just everyday based on that's what we do with the fundamentals. But two things that most salespeople don't do, athletes don't do, the first one, is to have an abundant mindset, not lack or scarcity, abundant mindset. So, so many of us go on the sales call. Oh, I got to get this call. If I don't get this call, I'm not going to you know, hit that quota or I won't get back. I won't get access back to the account and see that you know, CEO executive. Oh, it's just you polish pressure. This is a get you or have to. No, abundance. Abundance. There's so many accounts. There's so many people on my list to reach out to. There's so many opportunities. So just have this abundant mindset because the person with nothing to prove is the most dangerous person in the room. Mm, amen. If you're trying to prove yourself all, all day long, like you have this lack scarcity, let's have abundance. If God is for me, who, who's against me? 
Like I'm built for this. Yeah. Come on, man. Let's go. So that's yeah. the first one. So next time you open up, you know, your, your plan for the month of the quarter, think abundance, thoughts become things, energy flows where focus goes. You produce this pheromone. And the research shows, I learned this from, from, from Dr. Valerie Young. She says, people follow the confident person over the confident person. So if you walk in with abundance, poise, love, gratitude, with you know, gratitude and service as that foundation of this abundant mindset, your sales are going to triple. I'm just telling you, your impact is going to triple. But I love the second part of this model I'm going to teach you guys today. And that is detaching your worth from the outcome. Mm. Who says you're defined by the result, the outcome? You can't control the outcome. Jordan, the moment the ball leaves your hand playing hoops, you can't guarantee if, if it goes in. The moment you submit your proposal and give your pitch, you can't control what happens. So if you can fall in love with the process and be obsessed with growth, not the outcome, focus on the root, not the fruit, and detach your worth from the outcome. I'm not defined by this. Write down these five words. This will change your life. I'm not defined by this. You're defined by growth. You're defined by impact. You're defined by learning. You're defined by serving. So, but once we have that as our foundation, like abundance, gratitude, service, detaching worth, I'm not defined by this. You're unstoppable and your perspective changes. You're more in the present moment. You're more gritty. You're more confident. You're more humble. You're more present. Mm. Bro, we got to keep this conversation going. I'm not defined by this. Write it down. Live by it. I mean, Colin, you are giving people words not for business, not for sales. These are, these are words for life. And, and man, there's something in you. And I told you this uh, offline before we even recorded the show. Like, man, God's hand is on your life. And you don't just have a lot of knowledge to give. I mean, you're giving it in a supersized way. Like you're a gifted communicator. You've got incredible amounts of content. Here's what somebody's thinking, okay? Somebody's listening to this episode. You're driving down the road in your car. You're listening to this episode because God bless you. You chose to tune into the Montgomery Company's podcast, probably because today we're with Colin Henderson. Uh, but what you're thinking to yourself is, how does this guy store up all this knowledge in his brain? And you just riff and it's natural and it just continues to kind of flow out of you and ooze out of you. But I know there's a lot that goes into your preparation. And some leaders and some salespeople probably also need to hear like, what does Colin do to prepare? Like, how do you put yourself in a situation where you could just turn it on? You got great answers to great questions and you can just flow and you can drop quotes and wisdom bombs and golden nuggets. Like, what does preparation look like for you? Um, first of all is, uh, you have to be obsessed or you will be average. I'm obsessed. That's just step number one. Like I'm obsessed with the mental game. I'm obsessed with personal growth. I'm obsessed with serving. I'm obsessed with leadership. I'm obsessed with, you know, going in so you can get out. Like I was in my way for so long. So most of us wake up each morning and we study other people all day long. We don't study ourselves. So I think I've had to dig deep and reflect, hey, what are, what are my strengths? Where are my weak? Where, where can I get better? And, and play to your strengths. So I would say my strengths is I'm somewhat of a savant with like listening to podcasts and books and distilling. And then the best artists, I'm sorry, the, the good artists borrow, the best artists steal. So you get some good stuff. And then I'm a DJ. I remix it ever, ever. <laughs> So I'll, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a model 
I'll take a model, right? And I'll like add another layer. I'll tweak this. I'll make my own configuration of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm a just an avid note taker. All I do is take notes. Don't just think it, ink it. So I'm journaling every single, I'm journaling every single day, but also I'm a content beast. I record podcasts every single week. I make videos every week. I make curriculum for schools, for businesses, for, for sports teams. So it's like, I'm in my craft every day. But here is another thing that most salespeople don't do or speakers don't do because they get really good. So do you think that Tom Brady doesn't practice every single week? Practice in the off season? You know, one of my, my favorite players is, uh, is Jeter and it, it goes back to the word clutch. And Jordan, how would you define the word clutch? I would say showing up in a moment, right? When it matters most, you show up. Well, okay, I'm going to take half. I got half of it is that's how I define it. So doing what you normally can do when it matters most. Mm. We don't rise to the occasion. We fall to our training. If you're a Navy SEAL, that's one of their like models. So it's like, but I, I, you asked me about what does it mean to master your mindset? <laughs> this, this daily practice of self-awareness, being present on judgment. So speakers, salespeople, are you getting your practice in? Are you practicing speaking? Are you practicing your sales? Are you practicing your timing? Are you practicing how you tell that story? So I'm, I'm always in practice. So to you, it seems like it's performance, but I'm in my practice right now. I'm authentically, God, God, use me as a vehicle for your glory. Just use me. I don't care how I look or sound. Just remove your worth of the outcome. <clears throat> I can't control what you think, what the people listen on the other end think. I can just be living in my truth, in my practice, and speaking from the heart to be of service. So I do this all day, every day. It might seem like it's uh, maybe sometimes I can be like a machine. I, I, got, I got zingers. I got catchphrases. I got handles for days. Uh, but I want to come from a place like, do I practice it every day? Man, it's been said, if you want to look good in front of thousands, you got to outwork thousands in front of nobody, right? And true. You're, you're doing that, man. You're doing that. And um, I, I want to say this too, because there's a lot of salespeople listening. And I think sometimes salespeople forget to practice. You know, great 100%. athletes practice, great musicians practice. But for some reason in the world of sales, we forget to practice. And you're going to get paid really, really well for what you say at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday in that big meeting for what you practiced in private at 530 a.m. when nobody was watching on Monday morning. And I know that you're living that out, man. And so I just commend you on your ability to master your craft and to practice. And here's the other thing I know, and, and, and I want this just to be an encouragement to some people that are listening, is there's a bunch of stuff that you've practiced, that you've prepared, that's ready to come out of your mouth that maybe you've never said before, or, or hasn't been communicated before. And so if you're somebody right now that's working on content or you're a communicator, or you want to be a speaker like Colin, don't forget that like content gets reincarnated, right? I think they came from Stephen Furtick. He said, man, there's all this stuff that I create that I don't use. But if I'm constantly practicing, someday I'm going to use it. And I mm -hmm. think that's actually part of the magic that allows you to get on a podcast and do the zingers. Right. Because you've been there before in your mind, you've been there, right? Everything happens twice, first in the mind, then in reality. You live there. You've been That's there. It. You practice it. You said it. it. You've been there. And so I just want to commend you, man, to that uh, on that obsession and on practicing your craft because it, it comes out in, in how you show up. I mean, yeah, it's true. Well, I would, I would add this layer to it. So what helps me um, do this is because I have, a, I have a personal philosophy, I have a framework of like my, my belief system. Like I have a core philosophy on how to master mindset, a core philosophy on how to influence, I have a core philosophy on culture, I have a core philosophy on leadership. 
So once you have your core philosophy and you can break it down on a whiteboard, these are my pillars. So once you listen to content, go to a seminar or take time to reflect on through prayer or through mindfulness and <coughs> you're seeking wisdom and awareness through just listening, mm. then you can plug and play all these models. So if you don't have a foundational model to work off of, it's going to be hard to remember all this stuff. It's going to be hard to scale. So yeah. if I'm sitting with a CEO, tell me your philosophy on how you lead. Tell me your philosophy on culture. Tell me your philosophy on, on how, you, how, you, how you settle. So if you don't have a framework on that, this is called conscious competence. There are four levels. Level one is called unconscious incompetence. I don't know what I don't know. Level two is conscious incompetence. Coaching, I'm aware now. I don't know blind spot feedback. Thank you for that feedback as a gift. But have you trained your mind to not take feedback as criticism, but, but as a gift, you know? Mm. And then the, the third level is called unconscious competence. I'm successful and I don't know why. I really can't scale. So conscious competence, I'm successful and I know why. These are the pillars. These are the habits. So one of the first drills I do with anybody, pro athlete, if I'm training like a, a group of kids, is like, yo, <laughs> tell, me, tell me your best performances or your best self, your best month, your best quarter, your best year. What, what were your habits like? What were your thoughts like? Or what was your environment like? Mm. Success leaves clues. What clues about yourself did you learn? And then let's do this drill. Stop, start, continue. Let's self-scout. Let's self-scout our best. So I would say, you know, listeners, do you have a framework on your beliefs? If you don't, it's hard to store all this information that, that you uh, learn. You know, it's funny, man, because so there's energy in, in, in my room where I sit right now because John and James are our producers. And like, I'm, I'm, you know, he's right here, James. And I like, I see this dude's energy. He's like vibing. I got four pages of notes. I know our listeners are vibing. I know people want more of you, Colin. And, and literally, I'm going to have you back. Like, we're going to try to do this again. Uh, I'm going to find out ways to collaborate with you, partner with you, because I just believe in what you're doing, man, and more importantly, in who you are. Um, people need to go to, I think it's colinhenderson.com, correct? The colinhenderson.com. The, yeah, that's the, it. Perfect. The, the Henderson. Because there's only one of you, right? So that's why it's the colinhenderson.com. I want you to go follow Colin on social media. Colin Henderson on Instagram is where I consume a lot of your content. I assume you're also very active on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Correct. Right. Correct. Um, where else can people find you? What else should they know about you? If they want to consume your content, if they want more of Colin Henderson, how do they connect with you and get in touch? Yeah. Well, you, you can DM me on Instagram, uh, on the website. You can message me. I'd love to serve you. Love to help you. Love to listen to what your needs are. Love to, love to celebrate your wins with you too. So I'm open to that definitely. Um, but I would just challenge the, the listeners that your brand should be the same at home at work, at church, coaching your kid's baseball team, at the, your, your daughter's dance recital. Man, just get, get those pillars on your philosophy. Like, what, what do you believe in? Who are you? Get, get clear on that. And I'll just wrap up, you know, with these two thoughts. I love uh, Romans 12, verse 2. Don't conform to the patterns of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. A lot of um, things, a lot of crazy stuff. But just, just renew your mind every single day through prayer, through your Bible, through taking time to reflect journal, podcast, you know, get mentors like Jordan. Men mentorship is the most underrated skill that everyone needs. You should have a mentor and a mentee. So learn, process, and then teach it. And I'll also end with this one. This is my uh, slogan at a Master Mindset. The body has limits, but the mind is limitless. The flesh and the body is weak, but the mind is unstoppable. So you are limitless if you really believe that I can, I can achieve anything. So your limits begin where your vision ends. So see yourself how God sees you. You are unstoppable. So let's just focus on those two keys.
hey man, I love your spirit. I love what you stand for. I love who you are. Uh, you are a former college athlete in two sports. You're a five-time author. You're a speaker. You're a motivator. You're a CEO. Uh, but most importantly, man, you're just a real, authentic, humble dude who's strong in his faith, who's desiring and striving to get better. And that's what I appreciate about you. And I appreciate that you show up, you bring it, and you don't just bring the good stuff. You bring your struggle. You put your weakness on display because you're a masterful connector and you get the art of human connection. So I want you to know, man, I'm behind you. I am for you. I support you. I can't wait to continue a conversation and just to connect with you in any way that I can and learn from you. And I just want to say thank you to, uh, to you and your family, by the way, because this is an hour away from your family and a crazy move across the country. So thanks for doing this at a unique time in your life. And um, I want to thank you on behalf of our listeners because somebody, multiple people took your message today and they're going to use it for good. And it goes way beyond one conversation or one podcast episode on the Montgomery Company's podcast. So brother, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Colin. No, Jordan, thank you. You're awesome, buddy. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of the Montgomery Company's podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery. And on behalf of the Montgomery Company's team, I want to say thank you for listening to today's episode with Colin Henderson. Colin, you are a man on a mission. I want to say thank you to Colin for your time, your energy, your words of wisdom. May God bless your path. You were doing amazing things in this world. And I thank you for spending some of your energy and your valuable time on us. I want to also issue a special thanks to James Roth and John Cho of Storyline Multimedia for all of the work that you do behind the scenes to make these episodes go. Be well, be great. Have an amazing day.